in a world where we're losing hope And life has us on the ropes Misunderstandings, hate running rampant Every man out for his own Seems like we've lost our way And the distance goes every day Thought that we had caught in the madness Oh, ain't it tragic, but you said If we turn from our wicked ways And humble ourselves in pray, You'd seek your face, you'd give us grace So come have your way, Lord Here we are, abandoned hearts On bended knees with outstretched arms God, hear us from heaven Send us your prayers Winter and fall won't last I can trust the Creator It's perfect in nature Better is coming, I know Just like the rising sun My faith is rising up You're the God of your promise And what you have started You're faithful to finish Cause you said If we turn from our wicked ways Humbled ourselves and prayed And seek your face You'd give us grace So come have your way God Here we are Abandoned hearts Abandoned knees With outstretched arms God hear us from heaven Send us your breath
kingdom come, that your will be done. Let your glory fall on your daughters and sons up here us from heaven. Sing us your prayers. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to see you all here. Um, I'm even happier. I mean, I'm happy to see y'all here. And when I say this, I mean it with the sincerest love. I'm even happier that Podbean actually is working today because that allows me to be able to see you all here or see you in the chat. Um, today, as you could tell, you know, we started it off, Heal Our Land um, with Maverick City Music. And it's because we're going into Jeremiah 18 and there's a there's a little bit of a theme that we're gonna kind of see in this book so um i thought that was a good way to start it out the title for this this chapter is the potter and the clay and i've got a couple of notes that we'll read on it uh -huh. um sorry about that i was getting that ready for the end um before i forgot Anyway, so we'll be into Jeremiah 18, but we are going to, I've got a few notes from some different chapters that we'll go over, and when we get there, I'll let you know. We are reading out of the NASB 1977 edition, and we're getting started today. Uh, it's Monday, April the 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Sister on Scripture, and here we go. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I shall announce my words to you. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something on the wheel. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter, so he remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as this potter does, declares the Lord? Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Sorry, I was reading chat. I don't need to read chat and then try to read this to you, huh? At one moment, I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to uproot, to pull down, or to destroy it. If that nation against which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity I plan to bring on it. You know, that reminded me of not only that song, but Second Chronicles 7.14 which says, and my people who are, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn for them from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will hear, heal their land. So this is right here in scripture saying, you know, again, another time, God is uh, telling Jeremiah, you know, if these people will, humble themselves and will repent 
and turn away from the evil, then he'll re- he'll relent on the calamity he planned to bring on it. 18.9, or at another moment, I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to build up or to plant it. If it does evil in my sight by not obeying my voice, then I will think better of the good with which I had promised to bless it. So now, oh, actually, I've got a note here too, sorry, before I go into that. Those verses 7 through 10 that we had read um, about God saying, you know, if they repent, he'll, if they repent and turn away from their sin, he'll heal them. Those verses, it's some of the clearest statements in the Old Testament of the conditional nature of prophecy and of God's promises. God is free to revoke any promise or threat because he chooses to consider man's conduct as a factor and whether it is carried out or not. For example, he promised that his people would never again return to Egypt, but he warned them through Moses that their action could nullify that promise in Deuteronomy 28, 68. And the Lord will bring you back to Egypt in ships by the way about which I spoke to you. You will never see it again. And there you shall offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves. But there will be no buyer. Through Jonah, he threatened to overthrow Nineveh. And they said this right on Brothers in the Bible, and I'm not going to say it right. I was like, yes, I I did say it right. And now here I go to say it and I'm going to say it wrong. Nineveh, 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 never mind. Nineveh, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Though he stated no condition for reversing himself, he still accepted the city's repentance and revoked the threat. That's in John 3, 4 through 10. Nineveh. Thank you, Jeff. Yet the fact that the physical Israel never realized some of the prophecies about themselves and promises to them does not mean that they will never be fulfilled. According to Paul, Christians now constitute God's special people in Galatians 6.16. Now we've got a couple from Galatians. Galatians 6.16 says, and those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. And the true Jew is not measured by outward or physical standards. In Romans 2, 28 and 29. For he is not a Jew who is one Outwardly, neither is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision that is which that which is of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. And his praise is not for men, but from God. So he's saying it's not something that's an outward thing, but it's an inward. It's something that's inward. Abraham's offspring and therefore the heirs of God's promise to him are the people who have faith in Christ. 
And that's in Galatians set, um, 3. And we're going to read a few verses from Galatians 3. We're going to start Galatians 3, 7. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are, who are of faith, who are sons of Abraham. 3, 9. So then those who are, are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. And 3, 29. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring heirs according to the promise so it doesn't matter what your bloodline says if if you follow christ and have that faith then you are abraham's offspring so that promise does belong to you as well not those who can trace their genealogical line to him like it doesn't matter what bloodline you come from and it even says in galatians Three about how you're not responsible for the sins of your ancestors that no longer follows you because it was fulfilled through Christ. On this basis, many of the prophecies and promises in the Old Testament found their fulfillment in the church. For example, the new covenant promise of Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34 It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day that I took in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and on their heart I I will write it and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them declares the Lord for I will forgive their inequity and their sin I will remember no more. That was addressed to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That reached its fulfillment in Christians, not in physical Israel. And that's in Hebrews 8 through 9, um, 8 through 9 that we're going to read now. Okay, Hebrews 8. A better ministry. Now the main point in what has been said is this. We have such a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister in the sanctuary and in the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Hence, it is necessary that this high priest also have, have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are those who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve a copy and shadow of, of the heavenly things, just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle. 
For see, he says, see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he, as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on a, on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant and I did not care for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them upon their hearts and I will be their God and they, they shall be my people and they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying, know the Lord for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their inequities and I will remember their sins no more. When he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. But whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. Hebrews 9. Now even the first covenant had regulations of divine worship and the earthly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle prepared, the outer one in which were the lampstand and the table and the sacred bread. This is called the holy place. And behind the second veil, there was a tabernacle, which is called the Holy of Holies. Having a golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden jar holding manna and Aaron's rod, which budded and tables of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim, of glory overshadowing overshadowing the mercy seat but of these things we cannot now speak in detail now when these things have been thus prepared the priests are continually entering the outer tabernacle performing the divine worship but into the second only the high priest enters once a year not without taking blood which he offers for himself and for the sins of the people committed in ignorance the Holy Spirit is signifying this, that the way into the holy place has not yet been disclosed, while the outer tab while the outer tabernacle is still standing, which is a symbol for the pre the present time. Accordingly, both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make the worshiper perfect and conscious, since they relate only to food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until a time of reformation. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. And not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, 
cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. That right there is a, that's amen. You know, if, if the blood of the goats and the bulls can, can do that, how much more is the blood of Christ going to do for us? It's, I mean, it's just amazing. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant in order that since a death has taken place for the redemption of transgressions, the, of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a covenant is, there must of necessity be the death of the one who made it. For a covenant is valid only when men are dead, for it is never enforced while the one who made it lives. Therefore, even the first covenant was not inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment had been spoken by Moses to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of the calves and the goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled the blood Oh, I'm sorry, sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God commanded you. And in the same way, he sprinkled both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry with the blood. And according to the law, one may almost say, All things are cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no, for, um, there is no forgiveness. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of these things in the heavens to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor was it that he should offer himself often as the priest enters the holy place year by year with blood, not his own. Otherwise, he would needed he would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ, also having been offered once to bear the sins of many, shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. Of course, God's unconditional promise to, to Israel will yet be fulfilled in Ezekiel 37, 15 to 28. Can y'all still hear my rooster crow? Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we're not, I don't think we're getting rid of that, that rooster crow. I really don't. Like, got all this good equipment, and the rooster still sits right there by the steps crowing. And it's like, okay. It'll be perfect, though, uh, when we get to Matthew. Or I get into, you know, where Jesus was talking about how, you know, Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. Well, that would be the perfect time before the, the rooster crow, you know, when we get in that section. 
Okay, now, Ezekiel. I'm glad it doesn't bother you guys. That's nice to know. <laughs> All right, Ezekiel 37, 15 through 28 says, The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, And you, son of man, take for yourself one stick and write on it for Judah and for the sons of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel, his companions. Then join them for yourself to one another into one stick, that they may become one in your hand. And when the sons of your people speak to you, saying, Will you not declare to us what you mean by these? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will put put them with it, with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will become one in my hand. And the sticks on which you write will be in your hand before their eyes, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel, and one king will be the will be king for all of them, and they will no longer be two nations, and they will no longer be divided into two kingdoms, and they will no longer defile themselves with their idols or with their detestable things or with any of their transgressions, but I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned and will cleanse them. And they will be my people, and I will be their God. And my servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd, and they will walk in my ordinances and keep my statutes and observe them. And they shall live on in the land that I gave to Jacob, my servant, in which your fathers lived. And they will live on in it, they and their sons and their sons' sons forever. And David, my servant, shall be their prince forever. And I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will make I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in their midst forever. My dwelling place will also be with them and I will be their God and they will be my people. And the nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forever. Also, um, Amos 9, 13 to 15, Micah 7, 20, and Zephaniah um, 3, 14 to 20. And I'm going to read the Zephaniah 3, 14 to 20. If I can find where I marked it here. had it marked so I could flip to it easier well I guess we won't read that today because I don't have it marked and I don't want to waste your time while I'm trying to find it it 
So we'll get back into um, Jeremiah 18. And now we're going to be on 18.11. So now then, speak to the men of Judah and against the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning calamity against you and devising a plan against you. Oh, turn back each of you from his evil way and reform your ways and your deeds. But they will say, it's hopeless, for we are going to follow our own plans and each of us will act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord, ask now among the nations, whoever heard the like of this, the virgin of Israel has done the most appalling thing. Does the snow of Lebanon forsake the rock of the open country? Or is the cold flowing water from a foreign land ever snatched away? For my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless gods and they have stumbled from their ways, from the ancient paths to walk in bypaths, not on a highway to make their land a desolation, an object of per perpetual hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and shake his head like an east wind. I will scatter them before the enemy. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their calamity. Then they said, come and let us devise a plan against Jeremiah. Surely the law is not going to be lost to the priest, nor counsel to the sage, nor the divine word to the prophet. Come on and let us strike at him with our tongue and let us give no heed to any of his words. Do not give, do give heed to me, O Lord, and listen to what my opponents are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? For they have dug a pit for me. Remember how I stood before thee to speak good on their behalf so as to turn away thy wrath from them. Therefore, get their children over to famine and deliver them up to the power of the sword and let their wives become childless and widowed. Let their men also be smitten to death, their young men struck down by the sword in battle. Man, outcry be heard from their houses when thou suddenly bringest raiders upon them. For they have dug a pit to capture me and hidden snares for my feet. Yet thou, O Lord, knowest all their deadly designs against me. Do not forgive their inequity or blot out their sin from thy sight. But may they be overthrown before thee. Deal with them in the time of thine anger. Jeremiah 19, the broken jar. Thus says the Lord, go and buy a potter's earthenware jar and take some of the elders of the peoples and some of the senior priest. Then go out to the valley of the Ben-Hinnom, ben ben which is by the entrance of the potsherd gate and proclaim there the words that I shall tell you and say, hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am about to bring a calamity upon this place at which the ears of everyone that hears of it will tingle because they have forsaken me and have made this an alien place and have burned sacrifices in it to other gods that neither they nor their forefathers nor the kings of Judah had ever known. And because they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent and have built the high places to a ball to burn their sons in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, a thing which I never commanded or spoke of, nor did it ever enter my mind. Therefore, behold, days are coming, 
declares the Lord, when this place will no longer be called Tepeth or the valley of Benhenim, but rather the valley of slaughter. And I shall make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. And I shall cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hand of those who seek their life. And I shall give over their carcasses as food for the birds of the sky and the beast of the earth. I shall also make this city a desolation and an object of hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and hiss because of all of its disasters. And I shall make them eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and they will eat one another's flesh in the siege and in the distress with which their enemies and those who seek their life will distress them. Then you are to break the jar in the sight of the men, of the men who accompany you and say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, just so shall I break this in pursuit. You're funny. I do have a Southern accent. Thus says the Lord of hosts, just so shall I break this people and this city, even as one breaks a potter's vessel, which cannot again be repaired. And they will bury into path because there is no other place for burial. This is how I shall treat this place and its inhabitants, declares the Lord, so as to make this city like Topeth. And the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah will be defiled like the place of Topeth because of all the houses on those on whose rooftops they burned sacrifices to all the heavenly hosts and poured out libations to other gods. Recall when we were talking about the queen and what queen actually meant in the, um, I think it was in the Greek dictionary. They was talking about how she was one of the, um, the goddesses that the women would bake pastries and burn incense in order to um, kind of like as a sacrifice to a fertility queen. And the Lord, you know, he didn't like it. He knew it was an abomination. It was awful. So that's what part of that is talking about. Also how they were sacrificing and, and then literally burning their children to ball. Like it was saying at the beginning of 19. Then Jeremiah came from Tepheth, where the Lord had set him to prophesy, and he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to all the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am about to bring on this city and all its towns the entire calamity that I have declared against it, because they have stiffened their necks so as not to heed my words. Jeremiah 20 when Peshur the priest, the son of Emer, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things, Peshur had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put him in the stocks that were at the upper Benjamin gate, which was by the house of the Lord. Then it came about on the next day when Peshur released Jeremiah from the stocks, that Jeremiah said to him, Peshur is not the same name the Lord has called you, but rather Magora Mishabab. Yeah, this is NASB. I hadn't I didn't see the question, but I saw Tam's comment there. 
It's the 1977 NASB. For thus says the Lord, behold, I am going to make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. And while your eyes look on, they will fall by the sword of their enemies. So I shall give over all Judah to the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will carry them away as exiles to Babylon and will slay them with the sword. I shall also give over all the wealth of the city, all its produce, and all its costly things, even all the treasures of the kings of Judah, I shall give over to the hand of their enemies, and they will plunder them, take them away, and bring them to Babylon. And you, Pashura, all and all, oh, and all who live in your house will go into captivity, and you will enter Babylon, and there you will die, and there you will be buried, and there you will be buried, you and all your friends, to whom you have falsely prophesied. O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou hast overcome me and prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me, for each time I speak, I cry aloud. I proclaim violence and destruction, because for me the word of the Lord has resulted in reproach and derision all day long. But if I say I will not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. That's a classical statement of the prophetic urgency that's found in the prophets. It was impossible for Jeremiah to hold back the Lord's message, even if he had wanted to, because it was so powerful that it couldn't be contained. For I have heard the whispering of many, terror on every side. Denounce him. Yes, let us denounce him. All my trusted friends watching for my fall say, Perhaps he will be deceived so that we may prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread champion. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be utterly ashamed because they have failed with an everlasting disgrace that will not be forgotten. Yet, O Lord of hosts, thou who dost test the righteous, who seest the mind and heart, let me see thy vengeance on them. For to thee I have set forth my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise to the Lord. For he has delivered the soul of the needy one from the hand of the evildoers. Cursed be the day when I was born. Let the day not be blessed when my mother bore me. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, A baby boy has been born to you, and made him very happy. But let that man be like the cities, which the Lord overthrew without relenting, and let him hear an outcry in the morning, and a shout of alarm at noon. Because he did not kill me before birth, so that my mother would have been my grave and her womb ever pregnant. Why did I ever come forth from the womb to look on trouble and sorrow, so that my days have been spent in shame? Recall that um, Job, he had lamented similar to this. Um, back when we were going through Job, he was he was crying out, you know, when... 
he was suffering. He he was just crying out. I was like, why why was I even born to go through this? Jeremiah 21. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah, these words, these names, Zedekiah sent to him Pashur, the son of Malchijah and Zephaniah, the priest, the son of Manasseh, saying, please inquire of the Lord on our behalf for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, is wearing against us. Perhaps the Lord will deal with us according to all his wonderful acts that the enemy may withdraw from us. Then Jeremiah said to them, you shall say to Zedekiah as follows. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, behold, I am about to turn back the weapons of war, which you are, which are in your hands, with which you are warring against the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans who are besieging you outside the wall. And I should gather them into the center of the city. Zedekiah. Jeff's going to help this southern gal out. And I myself shall war against you with an outstretched hand and a mighty arm, even in anger and wrath and great indignation. I shall also strike down the inhabitants of this city, both man and beast. They will die of a great pestilence. Then afterwards declares the Lord, I shall give over to Zedekiah. Oh, here we go again. Zedekiah. king of Judah and his servants and the people, even those who survive in this city from the pestilence, the sword and the famine into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. One of those two is right. I know. King of Babylon into the hand of their foes and into the hand of those who seek their lives and he will strike them down with the edge of the sword. He will not spare them nor have pity nor compassion. You shall also say to this people, thus says the Lord, behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. He who dwells in this city will die by the sword and by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out and falls away to the Chaldeans who are besieging you will live and he will have his own life as booty. For I have set my face against this city for harm and not for good, declares the Lord. It will be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it with fire. Then say to the household of the king of Judah, Hear the word of the Lord, O house of David. Thus says the Lord, Administer justice every morning, and deliver the person who has been robbed from the power of his oppressor, that my wrath may not go forth like fire and burn with none to extinguish it, because of the evil of their deeds. Because behold, I am against you, O valley dweller, O rocky plain, declares the Lord. You men who say, Who will come down against us, or who will enter into our habitations? But I shall punish you according to the results of your deeds, declares the Lord. And I shall kindle a fire in its forest, that it may devour all its environs. 
Yeah, that one was hard to say booty while ago without laughing. I just had to say it and then rush right on through. It got me last week. I wasn't able to withstand the immaturity on that one. <laughs> but it was fun. Guys, I'm going to stop there. Um, I got to go put some more witch hazel on these little sugar bites that I've got. At least it's not poison ivy. Um, I'm going to mute for a second, play some music, uh, and get some prayer requests.
Yeah, that's the only song I've got uploaded on Podbean right now um, for the in-between because, you know, it wasn't working for a while. And then I just kind of left it there after last week when we got it working and I hadn't messed with it. It's kind of a happy, upbeat kind of get you going. You know, it's almost lunchtime here and I like to get that lunchtime dancing and, you know, burn off some calories before you go eat that burger. Well, guys, we're going to um, take a moment and we're going to pray to our Father. I saw the prayer request. We'll go ahead and pray for these. And um, I will end out with our closing music. And tonight I'll be back on at 7 Eastern Time. Next Thursday, I won't be on in the morning live. I've got a virtual doctor's appointment. And I don't know how long that's going to go. And it's at like 1030 or something like that, 11. Um, maybe even 11.20. I can't recall right this second. But Thursday, I won't be on live. I'm going to try to see if I can get it to... Um, I finally figured out on the recording and everything else. I just have to figure out how to... Which file to upload on Podbean. Because the last time I tried to do it, it uploaded the file and it, it wouldn't play. Um, so I'm not sure on that. So i got to figure that out. But if I can get that uploaded, um, then I will... Continue in Jeremiah 22 on that day. I'll start with 22 since that's where we left off today. If not, then next Monday we'll pick up um, Jeremiah 22. So now if you are not driving and are where you can close your eyes about your head, uh, please do so. We're going to pray. If you are driving, don't because I don't want you to have an accident. Our Father understands, I believe. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us this time to gather together for Podbean working. Um, seems like something since that update has has fixed some things. And and Father, I just I thank you for that. Though it may seem petty or little, but to me and to many, it it was important. It's important to be out here and and reading your word and and just meditating on it, it it's a wonderful thing to be able to bring all of us together from so many different places uh saw so that we've got somebody here i think from africa this morning and and just having people from from all over we've got california here to south carolina north carolina missouri minnesota you know it's just michigan it's wonderful to have this place father that you are you know allow us to gather and be able just to to worship you, to praise you, to pray for one another, and just have fellowship together. So thank you for that, Father. And thank you for the rain that you sent our sweet sister, Tammy, because she needed some rain. Tam needed the rain. They needed it bad. They've been in a bad drought and over in Texas. And and so, Father, we just thank you for that. For Lola, who had a stroke, Father, I just I lift Lola up and and pray that there's no residual damage from that. We I know... Um, from my years of being a nurse and and from seeing it happen um, often what a stroke can do and and so we just pray father that that for whatever purpose that Lola had this stroke that you use it for for good and to bring glory to your name father I also lift up prayers um, for Liz's husband Bob as he's traveling this week um I can't remember where she said it was, Father, but uh, if you could just keep 
Bob protected as he's uh, traveling with work this week and and just keep the idiots away from him. Lord knows that um, we've got enough of those. You know that we've got so many of these people that just test our patients every day. And, and even on the road, people that are distracted or not paying attention. And some of them just maliciously want to go harm others, Father. So keep Bob protected um, from any of those those harms. Um, for Shahid's phone, uh, I did remember that one. Father, I don't know what's going on with the phone, but pray that it gets fixed. Um, also, Father, uh, we lift up prayers for everyone here uh, and that's live, that's going to be listening later. Um, just whatever needs that they may have that you meet those needs, Father, for Brother Chris and uh, and and what he's got going on, Father, with with his family and and just with Michigan in general. You know, Michigan has has been a backward state. Um, the governor during the whole COVID thing wouldn't even let people go buy plant seeds. So, Father, please be with with Chris as he's got a lot of morons up there in his state to deal with. Um, we all do, but Father, you, you you'd only bring us to to what we you know we can handle, and and you'll get us through it. So, Father, I just pray that that all of us that are struggling today and and any other times that are going to to have those temptations of evil thoughts and everything in our minds and hearts, Father, we just pray that you keep those removed, um, that we keep our armor of God firmly polished and and shined brightly so that way we can be the light of the world for others that we can lead with an example of of being like jesus uh because that's what he wanted us to do is to emanate and radiate christ-like behaviors because that's when we do that, Father, you you work through us so much more efficiently. Father, also for Wednesday's brother, uh, for his health, I just lift him up. Whatever's going on, you know what it is, and and then I just I lift him to, him up to you to to heal him and and just be with him, Father. Um, for my own eyes and ears out there on the road, trying to to spread the word of Jesus to others, Father, keep any of the the evils that are trying to cause her harm and deviations from your ways and your plan away, Father, and and just keep looking after our children, uh, keep them safe, away from from Satan's devices, away from the intensive harm by the adults who are being manipulated, Father, and and just I lift them to you to to bring justice down on those that are harming them. The justice that you know when the time is right and that you know that needs to be delivered. I just pray for that justice for these children and for all of the people that have been victimized um, by this evil father. I pray your swift judgment on them and ju uh, justice be delivered. Father, thank you for all of the blessings that you've given us. Um, we're so incredibly grateful for the things that we have and the blessings in our life though they may seem small 
you know, waking us up today and giving us the air in our lungs. Let us know that you have a purpose for us. You've got a mission for us to do today. And Father, I pray that everyone that hears this, that's listening, find that mission, that you reveal to them what your mission for them is for the day. And just be with them as they go on discipling and working on that mission for you, for Christ, and to bring others to Jesus, Father, because that that a grace that, that we are given that we don't deserve but we still have that mercy father thank you for that and we want others to have that the souls that are lost can be found just like me i was once blind but now i see father we want to bring others to that because hell is is eternal that's that's it Life in Jesus is is everlasting, and we want that for others. So help us find those that that need that clarity. And I pray that that something touched that person, and and that you work through them and through us to help deliver the message of the gospel of of salvation and the glorious, magnificent thing that it is to have Christ in our lives because we're never alone. He's always with us. He's always there. And if we turn to him, if we ask with a humble heart, he will deliver. Father, thank you for the blood on the cross that was Jesus's that paid all the sins for all of us. The sinless man that took it all on for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Liz, you got to get you some breakfast, girl. I know it's early over there. Guys, I thank you all for being here, um, for tuning in. And normally this show, for those that are new here, normally this show runs on Monday and Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, this Thursday, though, I will not be um, on. So... I'm glad you like the rooster. <laughs> oh, Liz, I don't blame you, honey. You needed some sleep. Uh, I've got a closing song. When the song ends, I'll go ahead and end it. Uh, you guys have a blessed day. I'll be back on this evening at 7, and I'll be, I should be on for Bended Knee at 4 on Bards FM. God bless, and see you guys later. Love you all. Sing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears Precious did the great sun.
Once more.